What is up, everybody? It's Andrew Undum, real estate agent here in Baltimore with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. I have got a list of guests coming that are gonna really knock your socks off. If you're into real estate, sales, negotiation, marketing, leadership, wealth building, you're gonna wanna subscribe to this podcast. I can't wait to take you on the journey with me here with the Andrew Undum Podcast. Welcome back to the Andrew Undum Podcast. I'm here with someone I've looked up to my entire real estate career, a true living legend, and that would be Craig Northrup. For those who don't know, a couple quick stats. He was the youngest person ever in the United States to sell a billion dollars of real estate. He's the number one team in the nation three years in a row, unprecedented, hasn't happened since. In, I guess, 2022 numbers, Craig, you had 4,000 transactions, 2 billion in sales, four. 100 agents, 16 offices. Northrop Realty is just iconic. If As my the- wife says, we're just getting warmed up. I love it. I love it. Well, I really appreciate you um, coming to spend some time today because I always like to talk and ask questions to people I truly admire. And anyone who has aspirational dreams in this business, this is a guy who's living it and hopefully you can learn something today. So, so Craig, anything I missed? Anything you want to share before we dive in? No, I mean, I think, I think your, your thought process there, I appreciate all the accolades. I, uh, I, I believe that in, in, you know, to learn from others is probably the mastering. And I love that you're doing this podcast. What a great area. And I think this ultimately what we can do, I call it reach one, teach one. Yeah. You know, it really is about giving back and helping others. Well, you've taught me a lot um, along the way. Even back when I was a new home sales rep, you'd come into the sales meetings too, and the energy was just palpable. When everyone knew when Craig was coming, you're gonna you're gonna learn and you're gonna get fired up because um, you had everyone perking up. That's it. Well, you gotta you know, energy's contagious, right? We need more you know enthusiasm out there in the marketplace, and I think people just don't realize that you know that you know we all want to get come back from COVID. You want to be out and and. Human relationship is what real estate's about. It's very simple, right? It will never be replaced because A, we have a soul. Soul sells, right? And you care. So I say in the closing a sale, you gotta have three C's really quick. Care, you gotta care. Care first, doesn't matter what they what you know, it's to till they know you care, right? right? Second, you gotta be consistent. Your brand's gotta be consistent. Whoever it is, you can be a single agent, team, or uh, brokerage. I've seen them all, right. right? I've done them all. And it's been that consistency that's certainly getting you where you want to go. And the last is have confidence. And Andrew, you have a lot of confidence. Good stuff. <laughs> hey, he's already teaching three C's, write it down. So, so Craig, take us back um, to when you got into the business. Yeah, and, and talk a little bit about your mom. She was kind of an iconic agent in Howard County, still is. Yes. Um, give us that. And I want to go through the lineage of you as single agent, team, brokerage, and then you kind of took over the world. So where does that start? You know, so... So my, uh, my mother's been doing this for 48 years. Uh, you know, she got dealt a hand, you know, dad left, you know, that kind of thing. And she just had to go do a career and start it. And what she was going to do in six, first six months, she didn't sell anything. And you hear these stories, you know, you're like, should I get out of the business? Shouldn't I get out of the business? Well, you, she stuck with it. And what she found was you have to find a niche. And I call her the old, I, not the old, <laughs> I call her the Facebook of her time and why you know we're reading stories we're reading all these facebook posts all that was what my mother did with just magazine print uh, things she made houses cinderella stories and all that visualization nicholas sparks a really good author he really does a good job of that as well my mother was that of her era she became the one of the luxury specialists of the of the time everyone knew her name she had 25 pages in the homes magazine which was in the howard and carroll you know uh, markets at the time so she did very well so she was my mentor i 
when I saw, obviously grew up with that, you know, as I tell a lot of my agents now, you know, yes, she was out working a lot, but you know what she did? She always tied rewards and her goals to our rewards. So we would go to dinner and celebrate her selling a house or two. You know, it always, it always tied back to family and I love that. And I encourage my agents and my teams to do the same now. So anyway, so long story, there was an opportunity when I was in college. I'm a big Terp guy. Great win last night. Yes, certainly the Terps. Uh, I, you know, I keep a coin in my pocket. I'm there. I'm a broker, uh, you know, the registered broker for all the University of Maryland. I'm very proud to be there, my alma mater. Um, but, but anyway, once I got out of college, I'm like, or through college, I, I did a video store. So if you're going to do something anyway, why not be the best? I'm going to keep that mantra all the way through because you'll see how that kind of plays. So when I was there, within six months, I became a manager of that video store. I love movies. You should always own what you love. And movies was one of my passions. So ultimately, at first, I worked for one, learned everything. Then my mother and I got an opportunity to be able to buy one. It was Crystal Video on Route 29, Howard County, only shopping center on Route 29. Really was great. I had lines out the door. I knew everybody. I was like a bartender. It was really fun, you know? Yeah. It's just really kind of like that atmosphere. Blockbuster wasn't around. We were renting video games. I was selling baseball cards. I was doing whatever. It was just fun. What year is that? This is 80, probably the 85 time frame. Okay. And uh, I know, geez, I date myself now, right? When I wasn't born yet. Uh, right, thank you. So, so I know, it's like, man, I look at sitting there watching you. I, I feel older. Thank you. My daughter just turned 30 yesterday. I mean, come on. Like, hey, you look great. I Jeez, thank you. So, so anyway, so, you know, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing the videos. The, when I opened the store, it was Top Gun and E.T. They were the two movies that came out. So anyway, I love movies. I loved meeting, greeting. And let me tell you, that business... Honestly, I owned it for about ooh, almost about 20, 20 years, about 20 years. Uh, I opened a couple other stores and then kind of converged it back to one um, is uh, I still have clients to this day that remember me from that video store. All the Laurel, I get business every, every year from that video store just because if you're memorable. You see, the thing that we all need to remember is make yourself memorable. Yeah. And that's really the key, right? So, so anyway, the long short of it is I was doing the video store. My mother's doing real estate. She's doing very well. I said, mom, I'm just going to, you know, if I'm going to sell $2.50 videos or I'm going to sell $250,000 houses, right? That was the choice that I ultimately made, right? And so then I move on and with work with my mother, one of my mentors, obviously one of my biggest mentors. And I said, mom, look, I want to do everything. I want to hear what you're saying. I want to understand. I want to be around it. I want to learn every house of every street of every location. I just want to know it because when somebody calls me, I want to know more than they do. Right. And guess what? It's even harder now with all the internet stuff, right? Sure. But you can still do it. So I learned every street, every location. I said, Mom, I don't care if I got to take your dry clean. I don't really care what it is. I just want to be around it. I want to feel it. I want to see it. So I did that for literally about a year or two. That's all I did is I was hearing how she was closing. My mother wouldn't wake up before about 10 o'clock in the morning, and she still doesn't. But ideally, she'll, she'll call her at 5 a.m. She'll wake up. She'll answer the phone. Hello. And she'll close you, and she'll go back to bed. That's how good of a closer she is, <laughs> Elaine right? the Flame. What's uh, her nickname, right? Is, is, uh, Elaine the Flame, right. But um, anyway, so, so long and short of it is, I, I learned it. So by learning it, I became a really good buyer agent, right? So I, every time somebody called, I knew two or three other properties. I was previewing properties. I was doing whatever it was to get the knowledge. So, so I got the knowledge so well that when I got to go to places, they're like, what's the value of my house? Well, what street do you live? Well, here it is. So I got nominated as businessman of the year from high school students because I ended up doing commercials and stuff like that. My first commercial, I was in a cul-de-sac going, I'm a Maryland graduate, buy a house, let's go. You know, like seriously, it wasn't, it wasn't brain science the first one I did, right? And so, you know, I did things differently. I always want to get yourself out there. So 
Anyway, so I'm, I'm at this high school with 300 students, and I, they don't want to hear about real estate. High school doesn't care anything about our business, nothing personal, right? right. Um, anyway, so, so there, and, I, and I'm talking, and I go, is there any questions? And this girl in the middle row, Julie, stands up, and she goes, what's the price of my parents' home? So where does your parents live? Little brick house, I'll never forget it. As a matter of fact, I have a listing on it right now. And so, um, and, and I told her at that time, it was probably 350 to 400, right? I gave her a range. And all of a sudden, 300 hands went up. For the next half hour, I answered questions from every person in the in that auditorium. Hey, and it was fun. Like, they were loving it. Yeah. Like, they wanted something they didn't know. You know, when I go up to somebody and say, my name is Craig Dorther Power, he goes, what's my value of my house? I said, well, nice to meet you too, right? right? They all want to know that. Or how's the market? Well, nice to meet you too. They want to know something they don't know. So anyway, so that night, I'm on the board of a hospital. They're, they're, um, one of the parents come up and says, my kid's so excited because they knew the value of our property. So knowledge. Knowledge is competence. Competence is trust. Trust is sale. I make that very clear. Get the knowledge. If you want to be the best, you got to know your product first, period. End of story. That's certainly how, in the single agent side, I became successful in that way. Then, so you were a solo agent crushing. Like, what solo. were you selling like a year back then? I mean, back then, 35, maybe 35, 50 million, something like that. As a solo as a, agent. As a solo that's agent. In the, and that's, that's in, in the, the 90s stuff. I mean, we're probably, I, a lot of my clients had to bring money to the table. That was our market. Our market was, you know, they went from a 16% interest rate, which was my mother's market, to like, I think the market sprung up. And then all of a sudden now everyone was like, I just need to get out. And they were bringing money to the table. The hardest thing to convince the seller is bring money to the table. Right now, we're just convincing them to sell. It's Can like- you believe how easy agents like me have it and we're complaining? I know, that's what I mean. You're complaining. It's like, <laughs> give me a break. You're, seriously, you're actually, what to do is list that property and more than likely, it will sell right now. So you're so. doing 35, 40, 50 million solo agent in the 90s. Call it, I mean, it's like doing 80, 90 million solo today. So that's incredible. So, and then you maybe decided to start a team. So, so then I met my beautiful wife and uh, we sat down on a park bench, actually in Ocean City. And, uh, you know, we said, you know what? I need to go on my own, create my name, you know, really want to build something, right? So you were a buyer's agent on your mom's I was a buyer's agent. I mean, yes, I was a buyer's agent with my mother. And, you know, my mother... Became three times internationally Coldwell Banker's single agent by right. I was sort of in the background. You were a Coldwell Banker there. They were. Yes, we were a Coldwell Banker. My mother was. And she literally was up with like Bill Crosby and 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 all, you know, whatever these presenters were and thousands of people. So I got a taste of what it looked like. Right. Like it was kind of cool, but it was all her show and it certainly should have been. Right. So it was her show watching her doing it. And uh, then we got acquired by Long and Foster. So so yeah. our branch got it was Coldwell. It was Grempler got acquired by Long and Foster. So that's how we became Long and Foster. Okay. And Wes Foster personally came down, which is part of why I love Long and Foster and being the partnership that we have now, right. is that he came down, sat with me and my mother and said, here's what we're going to do. And he became a mentor of mine. And you know, so what I, year is that? They get that's, acquired? That's, the... that's about 2000, around 1999, I'd say. Around and you were your own team when that happened? I was, no, I was not my team yet. Okay. We were just thinking about going as a team. In order for me to start a team, I needed to go away from my mother at that time, right? That was the, sort of the decision that my wife and I made. Now, one um, thing on that, I want the audience to know, and I didn't know this until I was reading the back of the Million Dollar Real Estate Agent, the red book that all the agents right, know, right. one of the key contributors to the Million Dollar Real Estate Agent was Elaine Northrup. That's right. Like, How is she selling all this real estate? So know that. This is where this guy's coming from. The proof is in the pudding. All right, keep going. Thank you. And, and certainly, again, mentor. And then Wes was certainly a mentor. I loved how he runs his business. I loved that he's a family man. All of that. I asked him one time what made him successful. He said, I read everything in my trade. 
Love that. So then we become a team. So my wife and I say, look, let's go and be a team. Let's go on our own. Everyone's asked me through my career, who's the toughest competitor. I always get thrown. I love the high bins of the world. Okay. I love the, I love all my agents, all the agents and or co-op agents I've worked with. I think there's so much talent out there. And I always appreciate that as I am sitting in front of one of the best. Right. Hey, Craig, you know what? Every time I've made an offer on one of Craig Northrup's listings and Joe Sacchetti told me this back in the day, a lesson I learned from Craig, you don't do anything verbal. Hey, put it in writing. Why don't you go ahead and put that in writing? That's right. Everything's in writing. So I say that all the time now. That's my little Craig Northrup takeaway. Hey, Andrew, would you think they'd take this? Why don't you put that in writing? Send that over. I like it. There you go. Well, that's That's fun. So so my wife and I said, again, going back to the principle, if you're going to do it anyway, why not be the best? We just started our team. We competed with my mother. We had literally in the office of Clarksville, you could go in Elaine Northrup or Craig Northrup's door. It was really confusing to the consumer (laughs) in all fairness. But when it was very tough for my my wife and uh, her husband and then who was he was my stepfather and he i call him god because he puts up with my mother yes. but ideally it was really kind of tough on the family the family dinners were too dynamic my wife and my stepfather stands up at thanksgiving day and says this is enough enough's enough right and my mother said well if i can't beat him i'll join him we ended up starting uh we had already started the craig Northrop team she joined the team about two years later so around 2002 we were a team so around 2005 you know, market's going crazy. You could have been ahead of lettuce selling real estate in 2005. Wait, wait one second. This is too important. You are competing against your mom in the same office, Elaine Northrup right. team, Craig Northrup team. <laughs> and it literally, your wife and your stepdad, what a dynamic. What a dynamic. So yes. we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of it. But then eventually she goes, okay, you know what? Craig's got high energy. He's killing it. Let's just let's just go just with do Craig. it this way. Yes, that's I mean, incredible. Yes, and I again, I have the highest admiration for my mother. She's amazing. She was a definitely a tight tight knit of her time, and you know, ultimately wanted me to take the next level, right? Which I respected that, and she, you know, we worked it together. And again, couldn't do any of this without my wife and her backing, and we're partners in this. So, so then um, we get to uh, 2005 again. Everything's falling from the sky. It is just personally easy market, right? And so I'm like, you know what? I'm hearing all these different companies come in bragging about number one, number one, number one. I don't believe in anything unless it's true, right? And what I mean by that is you have validity. You know, show me your numbers. Let's, you know, don't don't tell me what they are. Show the results. That's really where the, the thing happens. So I called Real Trends and Wall Street Journal. And I said, look, you guys need a rating system to rate real estate. There was no mechanism out. In 2006, they finally put one out. I appreciate Wall Street Journal and all of them looking. You were behind that. Yeah, certainly. I did one not of the, know that. It was a big part of it because I wanted, I wanted truth to, 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 to advertising, right? That's just what I believed in. And so, so I, you know, it, it was great. Um, and um, anyway, so they created this there, and we were number two in the nation. So no, about 2006-ish, we were number two in the nation. What were the numbers to get to number two? I there? mean, number two was probably we were doing... So I, I want to say right around that time, we, we sat down with our team. We only had a team of probably maybe six, eight, maybe that. I'm going to give you a ballot perspective. And again, a ballparking ball, right. ballot there. I'll never forget, we sat around the first of the year and I gave them buckets with sand in it. I said, here's the deal. You guys hit $100 million this year. We're going to Ritz-Carlton. And that's it. And it, it, it took that to not pay attention to anything else. Little contest. Right? It's it. Well, it's even not even contest. It's more about a buy-in. I'll call it a buy-in more than a contest. Okay. They all wanted it, right? They all felt if you can start, if you can, my mother says, if you can conceive it, you can believe it, you can achieve it. So, you, yes. but you gotta 
create it, visualize it, and, and really taste what that feels like, right? And so, so anyway, so we were going to go to the Ritz-Carlton in Cancun. We booked a trip. We did all that. I said, look, we're going. We're already there. Let's get there. So, so it was around $100 million was my first uh, plateau as a team and of like five to six. That got eight. you to number two in the nation. That got us number two in the nation. So that was there. And then, so my wife and I said, you know what? We really want to be number one. So how do we do that? Well, we came up with the idea of flying around the nation and meeting the number one agent. So we went out and his name is McMonicles out there. He was a, I want to say he was an independent brokerage uh, out there and he had, you know, jet planes and models and, you know, he what did all market? kinds. And what? It was Orange County, California. I mean, right? Average sales price, $41 million. Our average sales price was probably $400,000. So we had to sell a lot of houses to beat Oak. Uh, East Coast Kelly. guys have to work like <laughs> 10 times harder. Like, we'll get to Sirhan, but like, uh, I don't get to sell $30 million penthouses, okay? I'm selling uh, $300,000 homes I mean. in Baltimore. I, we're grinding. We, we got to make $300,000 look sexy, right? We got to make 300,000 phone calls to get that. <laughs> That's right. So it's crazy. So, anyway. Neat. He actually was number one in the nation twice, so I give him that credit. Learned a lot from him. Went down to uh, another in California, lower part of California, uh, like the San Diego area or something like that. Um, and and this was Ruth Pugh. Ruth Pugh yeah. was Century Twenty One. Great lady. She was all about buy or die. Literally, you will buy a house, or or unless I will keep following up with you until you die. I mean, that was basically her principle. She's what I call a one shot wonder. She got there once. It was nice. She's a great lady. Went down to Miami, met the Jills, oh, yeah. Jills, the partners, good ladies, great fun, great energy. The thing I got to say of all of them, and, and I'll get to Sir in a minute because he's the fourth one in this trail, they all had great energy. Like yeah. they just they just wanted it more than anyone else. Yeah. And so it was really kind of cool. So they were really nice, great partner, learned a lot. What they did very well, just to, you know, I, I took a piece from each one of them, my wife and I did, is they kind of got themselves in the news. So every house they listed the news covered it. I don't know how they ultimately did it, but they always found angles Good PR. to get in, right? It was great PR. They did a great job. Well, then you jump into Sirhan. So I give Sirhan credit. He was uh, the fourth in my tour, I say. And we went up. He was well willing to meet. He spent some great time with us. He was a team. He was number one team in the New York market. We were ultimately number one team. In, well, we were fighting for the number one team in the nation uh, at that time. I think we just achieved it. And I went up to Sirhan. We talked to him. I knew he was an up-and-comer. I felt really good. He's certainly very good in social. He he makes everything super bullish. And that's what I try to tell our agents. Make it super bullish. Why not? Why not have a sign that says, your wife just called. She really wants to move into this house. Open house right here. Like, why not do that? Like, that's what that's what I don't understand. Sirhan did it. I give him total credit. So you were doing this for a long time. Like, you still do that. You go see who the number one is. Whoever it is, because why not? Right now, now it's now. So, so then we achieved it three times, unprecedented, through the recession. Um, and then ultimately decided we got to what we wanted to do. My wife and I looked at each other and said, now we want others to grow. The Zach Bryants of the world. So, you know, a lot of these other, the Anthony Freemans, you know, we had a lot of great people under our team that wanted to grow further. Well, you're either in the way or on the way. You got to get out of the way. So we got it, you know, got out of the way. I call it again, reach one, teach one. We wanted to teach it. We knew how to get there. We know what it looked like to be number one in the nation. We now wanted to gather teams. Everyone from our brokerage, or sorry, from our team went over to our brokerage. So it was 100% attrition. We brought all the systems. Zero all percent the, attrition. Right, right, zero. I guess. So yeah. wait a minute. So this is a key piece. You grow this team. Right. Because everyone knew the Craig Northrup team. Yes. This is, I got into the business in 2000. 
11, new home salesperson. Craig Northrup team is everywhere. It's just dominant in, yes. in, in Howard County, Carroll County, had a, a bunch of offices. And you're the number one agent, well, number one team in the country three times. Right. And you're learning and you're picking. So I love that, that you're going out, finding who's the best and all over the country, gleaning some things, bringing it back. And you really put it to work. Always. But then you decided, because I know there was chatter like, the Craig Northrup team is so big. Why aren't they a brokerage? I'm sure you're getting that. So we got a lot of that. And I got to tell you, and I give, again, total uh, uh, acknowledgement to Long and Foster. They always let us grow. They never got in our way. They, you know, Maryland, Maryland uh, was was confused by our growth of a team because they never saw that before. Yeah, we were huge. zebra, different color. They were they capped us at five offices. They, you know, they made sure that you had rules. You had to three years to be a team leader. Like there was all these different rules from that the, came out from the brokerage side of things. Well, from well, Maryland Real Estate Commission said, hey. Wait a minute. We got an entity we haven't really talked about. Teams weren't existed. This was right. not something happening. Um, so they really kind of kind of watched or we were the model. And it's okay because we didn't do anything wrong. So I never worried. Right. But it was always just, hey, we always jump through hurdles. Give me another hurdle. They were like, you got to put your name as big as the broker. And and yeah. so we spent all this money to do it. And then it never, never got passed. And, you know, but we always complied. And we were always, always on their good list because we wanted to always do it right. Because again, you know, as you grow and as you get up there, you're going to be watched. Yes. At the end of the day, just do it right. You have nothing to worry about. So Anyway, long show. You paved the way. Yes. You and literally that was the paved the way. For, so thank you for that. My and before pleasure. you keep going, what was the quote again? You're either in the way, on the way, or get out of the way? That's it. So you're, you're either in the way, on the way. Either in the way, on the way, so get out of the way. I love that. All right. Okay. So then you're thinking, okay, maybe we do start a brokerage. So every level has a different devil. So when you start looking at it from a single agent going to a team, you, what do you have dynamics? You have other people. Right. right. As a single agent, it's just you, you and you. It's like a single tennis player. Right. right. And I'm a big tennis guy. Right. Um, and then and then as a team, now you've got to start working and worrying about others. Now, the theory of a good team leader, I'm going to stay there and I'll jump at the brokers in a second, is this. You can be a team by name or team by nature. I, you know, these people that tout their team leader and just think, you know, just gravitate people and don't care about them and don't want to help them, don't want to grow them. That's not a team in my mind. Right. Team by nature is attracting by you wanting them to be better. You you know, if you can get what you want, I always get what I want. The Zig Ziglar, right? Okay. That's the philosophy of a good team leader like yourself. Okay. And I say that because I've certainly been watching your growth and you're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. So so with that understood, that was really the the goal of the team. We got up to 120 team members. That was our, that was that was where we were. And bigger than most brokerages in the country. Correct. And when people would ask, again, back to your question, why, why not go to your own brokerage? The thought is there are things that I'm good at and there's things I'm not good at. The things I don't want to do is invent the contracts. I don't want to worry about the accounting. I don't want to worry about them things. And when we built this per se, the team and then the brokerage, we just want to sell real estate. I want to, I want to be in front of people. I want to network. I want to build. I want to, I want to, I want to treat my clients the way I would treat my own homes. I want to make it the best for me. So I'm not good at paperwork. That's why we have client cares. Right. I'm not really a great stager. I'll tell you that. I don't, my wife's amazing, but I am not. But I, you know what? I don't know what color wall should be other than I hear agreeable gray is the number, is the, yeah, is yeah. the color, right? Agreeable yeah. gray. They even made it easy for us, right? But so I have, you know, that's why we create stagers. Marketing. I don't want to worry about where all the marketing is from the print to digital or social. Let somebody else handle that. You know, training. I mean, I do some of the training, but, but that was really the goals. It's like, you know, the, it's called the IBM approach, Prince, uh, IBM approach to real estate. That was what we built a team on is we're, our agents are just going to sell. 
Everything else is going to be taken care of for you. But if you can imagine on a really good listing, you need to be there when you meet the seller. Right. You need to be there when you negotiate the contract. You need to be there when you, uh, you know, do the home inspections, if there is some, which you guys have been blessed in the last two years. Um, you need to meet the appraisers. I'm very passionate about that. Always, yeah. You want to get the value of a property. Darn it, you're hired for that. Get it. And then lastly, it's settlement. Everything else in between should be done by somebody else. So the IBM thought process was, let's hire people that were better than me to do the jobs that I don't need for the client, but benefits the client. And that's really how we built the business. So we were, we were probably one of the first real estate per se teams that were a business. We weren't just a team. It was literally a business. I mean, How'd that, that work out for you, Craig? Well, I think we had number one in the nation three times, right? So <laughs> that worked. That worked, right? And so, you know, so then what, what we did differently, which is what, what makes us different as a broker now, is that we took all the systems. See, we spent 20 years investing massive amount of money building systems, failing some, you know, you know, learning from it. One year with us is like 10 years in the business now. We've created a full service brokerage that literally runs like a team internally, but your own brand externally, where it's BYOB, bring your own brand, utilize our services, utilize our systems that we built for the last 20 years that got us number one in the nation, but darn it, it is your brand, your way. So we got 40 great teams thriving right now, and we've got about, uh, whatever, 300 plus uh, individual agents. And they're just doing good, and it's there. It's there. We're, we are just a platform now to really kind of let them grow. And so we do a lot of training, and I believe in training. We have a Northrop U. Uh, Plank, uh, Kevin Plank, which obviously lives in the Baltimore market, um, he, you know, Under Armour, he went to school, just, he's a little younger than I am. And he created a training facility for the University of Maryland and said, look, I want to train athletes because if I train them here, they might stay here. Right. Well, that's what Northrop U's built on. We train our agents and only our agents. It is not a recruiting mechanism. It is built to make our agents be the best. You will see true professionalism with our agents. When you're working with our agents, you know you're working with the Northrop Realty agent. That is really what the goal was, and it really has achieved, and I give credit to all our agents. I'm so proud of all of them. That's so inspiring, Craig, and that's I'm, I'm learning so much just in the moment from you. And one thing I always noticed about Northrop Realty, even back when it was the Craig Northrop team, is your agents were always dressed yes. to the nines. Very, very, very passionate about that. Always dressed. Right. And like sometimes, in, particularly in Baltimore City, I'll see some agents walk around like flip-flops and stuff, and I'm like, oh my God. I go to open houses, they have jeans on. I mean, to me, as Sirhan has said it, my wife certainly is the one that's really been the one that added the dress codes, I give her full credit there, is is that, you know, he said, I do it for the respect of the client. And Surian said, I'd rather come in shorts and whatever, but guess what, I do it. So Surian certainly, uh, you know, has the same philosophy as we do. If you're trying to get in this business, so I've got like, so I'm doing what they call an out of comfort zone class right now with the 20 new agents just came on board with Northrop Realty. And two, two of them are 20 year olds, just getting in the business. And I said, boy, first, if you can decide you want to do it early enough, wow, and put all your energy to it. Two, if you can dress professional, you can work past the youth. You know what I mean? Because dressing up makes you look older than you are. Yeah, I say it's putting on my armor in the morning. Like right. You want to look good. Look That's good, right. feel good. Look What's good, Deion feel Sa good, do good. Yeah, Deion Sanders said, hey, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel right. good, you play good. If you play good, you get paid good. So You always call that commish. Commission. Mish, just Mish. Mish, that was Mish. I'll never forget that. Call me out. What is the commission? What is Mish? Yeah, I like it. That's, that's shout out to Matt Pecker. He's got a lot of different terms, real estate terms you're not going to find in the in the licensing class. One of them is Mish, and we want to know what the Mish is. Yeah, Mish. Another one's Rat. You know what, what Rat is? No, what's Rat? You got to get your rats. 
It's a ratified contract. You get that rat yet? Oh, I like that. There you go. You send it back ratted? That's ratified. Put it in writing. You can't get you can't get a rat unless it's in writing. I call these Craigisms, but I don't have these kind of terms. So yeah, well, we're trying to be like we're just trying to be like you, but we're a couple decades behind. That's why I'm trying to. Right. You're you're going to be my mentor whether you like it or not. Because I'm here. I to don't learn. ever mind. Listen, I have so many great agents I talk to all on a daily basis of just anything I can do to help. Honestly, that's what I'm here for. I just want to share the knowledge. I want to help certainly anyone out there. Ultimately, I'm training my own, but I'd be happy to talk and mentor others. Because we're all in this together. Certainly. The way I want to do it. Listen, I love when you write a great offer on my property, and I want you the same respect when I write yours, right? Right. So I'm going to treat you equally. I'm going to pay you well, and so you do it. I'm not going to negotiate your co-op commission for you. I disagree with that totally. I'm very passionate about that. So as Lonnie Foster, give them total credit on that as well. All right. So then, so then you're going to decide, okay, we're going to do the brokerage thing. How did that conversation happen between you and your wife and Wes Foster and, and Boomer? Yeah, and, the- and I got it. So I would go back and, and, and I want to be very clear to everyone that's listening to this podcast. The best thing is to be transparent and honest with your, with your broker and or your team leader. You know, just be honest with them. Any great team leader and any great broker is going to listen. And if they can't fix it, they'll understand. You know, this whole going out in the middle of the night stuff is, is to be honest, is for the birds. I, I don't understand that. I make it very clear to my brokers they're there because they want to be there. There's no contract. There's no dinging of commission. There's nothing. You want to go, you go. It's your database. It's your stuff. I respect that. I want to make an atmosphere that doesn't feel so binding right? right and so 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 in that situation really um you know i you know i went to i went to the broker i went to law and foster and actually at that time then uh jeff detweiler and and who's a president and who's a really really good president uh for law and foster and i said jeff here's our issue we've ultimately outgrown where we are and and now the commission has stopped us at five offices. So now I can't even grow if I want to grow it's crazy. as a team. It was crazy. They, they put that initiative on. I don't know that I don't like it because there has to be what they call supervision. And it does get a little tough after five years. So believe me, commission, I'm on your side. I'm always going to yeah, back absolutely. what they do want to do. But it just stopped me. So, so I'm like, you know what? I said, I need to figure this out. I give them, they, they thought about it. They're like, well, you know what? As a broker, they can only have what they call five companies, which is kind of interesting. I didn't know this as well. And they had a they had a broker out in DC that they were able to, you know, they had already acquired and they were able to get North Ability as part of the, you know, a partnership that we were looking for. And they figured it out. They figured it out. That's the key. And so uh, we're not partners with Long and Foster and we love it. And, and they do a great job of their back end support. That's really what they're for. They give us relocation sort Lockheed Martin, WR Grace, Under Armour, Amazon, Northrop Grumman being my favorite, right? At the end of the day, right? I love when they advertise Northrop. It's so cool. Northrop Grumman. They don't hear a Grumman. You just hear Northrop. It's great. I appreciate that. Okay. So before we go for this, just so, so I can edify myself here. Now, is that still the rule with the Maryland Real Estate Commission? A team can't have more than five locations. I would still believe, yes, I haven't seen that they've ever changed. So asterisk there, who knows, but that was a thing. And again, thanks for paving the way. And then as a broker, you can only have five companies. As a brokerage, as a broker, I don't, and again, I'm not quoting that, but what I understood and not saying it's law that the broker can only have a certain amount of companies under them i don't of know real estate companies that doesn't count mortgage title insurance no no no, no just no. real estate just brands. real estate companies and again i'm not that part is talking about changes all the time right, who does. knows what it is today right. what's but the at legislation the time, at the time they found a window it worked 
and very proud about what had happened. And that first year, what was great was major news. Well, it was. It was kind of like a change. Now, getting people to realize I'm not a team anymore was also hard, right? Because right. at the end of the day, you know, we weren't a team, but we operated like a team, but we weren't a team to the out there. So that the Zach Bryans of the world start thriving out there. And, you know, we were blessed with Christian Kahn out this way that first partnered up in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, they're great. And that was a great one there. Anthony Freeman started growing their team. And a lot of them, my daughter started a team at the time. And what year was that? You became a this brokerage. Is, this and- is about four years ago now. Uh, it's been about four. My wife and I were just talking about it. It was Valentine's Day in 2018 or 19. I guess it was 2019. And, and that year... It, everyone is so great about getting their name, getting their face out there now. Because remember, as a team, I don't know how you do it, but all the signs had my name and my picture on it, right? right? So you couldn't really build your brand under a team. And so we, you know, there was, and there are phenomenal agents that wanted to get their names out and create their own brand and their own value propositions and worth. So once we did that, it was like kids in the candy store. They loved it. They were getting out there. They were getting calls on our signs. It was like, oh, my God. Seriously, it's like the horses running out of the bar. Who let the horses out, right? It was crazy. And literally, true story, the first year we became number one specialty brokerage in the nation in the first year of North Realty. Wow. What was your volume first year in North Realty? First year, I want to say we hit a billion dollars, just about a billion I with mean, coming bee? out, and I could with a B, baby, and and I said, look, says thanks a billion. So all these got Yetis right here uh, with this, and they all got thanks a billion, right? Can I have that? Uh, what? I'll, can I take that with you me? Yeah, I'll take that one. It's a gift for me to you. All right. So my point is, is that's what it was, and boy, that was the greatest awards ceremony because not only did we win, the, especially brokerage, everyone was, you know, we were, we were giving these especially brokerage. That's not independent. We are, we are custom. So let me explain. Yeah. So right. good, you know, I'm going to go, we're going to use your heritage real quick here. This is kind of fun. You didn't know where you're going. With, I have right? no idea where I, know, I love this, right? But you sold what, Ryan or NB Homes? I was with Ryan. Ryan. So Ryan is a, what they call a, uh, you know, a, a track home, right? right? You know what you're getting, right? Of course. Then you have custom builders like Williamsburg Builders or partner of mine was Selfridge Builders. Sure. You have them. They will go in and change bathrooms or yeah, you whatever know, you want. Whatever, right? They'll add square footage or whatever. So for me, I didn't want to be a box broker. Nothing personal to all the box brokers out there. You know, the whole, you know, the, the you, big brands. That's it. I, I didn't want that. We, we didn't want to be a boutique either, though. So I didn't want to be a box or a boutique, right? So where did I want to call? Right in the middle. I wanted enough agents to be the best. I wanted to have the best agents in each area of the, uh, of, that the markets we had, from teams to individuals. That's the, the thought. I wanted to partner with Law & Foster because it got me in different markets. We're in Delaware. We're in North Carolina. We're in different markets. It's helped. His footprint helped us get there quicker. Shout out to South Carolina. I just went to Charleston. Yeah, no, Charleston, did. yes. Are you going? Uh, we are in North Carolina, and we are licensed in South Carolina as well. Um, so very excited about that. That's where Zach Bryant actually moved to. Yeah, shout out to ZB. He's my, I'm kind of bummed he's gone, but he's still he's still here, but he lives down in North Carolina. Yes, uh, Oak Island, and uh, he's, he's crushing it down there now, and really very proud of him there. Um, and so, so anyway, so, so long and short of this, what, what allowed them to do is, is by having the footprint along and foster was I wasn't boutique, but I could be custom because we owned it. We were family owned. My wife and I owned the brokerage and it was family owned. Our kids all got in the brokerage. Now 
uh, all of them, all the three kids are a part are two, two of my kids partnered up with the team. My other one has partnered with one of my other agents been with us a long time as a team. And then one of my other sons is our chief strategic officer. The whole so. family's in it. And my mothers are in it. Uh, both mothers are in it. Um, mothers and brothers and sisters and daughters. Like if you want your family in it, that tells you it's a good company, right? right. And that's always say when people say, what's the secret of success? It's attracting people that want to work. Right. And so, so that year, so what's especially brokerage going back to that. So as a custom builder, we want to be a custom brokerage. We customize the needs. So you come in and say, Craig, I need this for me to help my business here. And I say, okay, well, we're going to customize a program based on that from our marketing side. I have a chief brand officer, chief marketing officer to our, you know, how we, even our staging services to our client care. So it's like that where the problem is a lot of these box brokers are too big to do that. Right. Right. And a lot of these box, bro- box brokers and I and I give I try to hold. I, I mean, and they do with me too, Law and Foster. I tell I, I give advice to Law and Foster because, again, I'm only 400 agents. There are 10,000 agents. Right. Big yeah. difference. Right. But never forget who you work for. You see, at the end of the day, it's the agents. Right. And at the end of the day, it, you know, I, I had an agent come over uh, this just this past year and they said, you know, in 20 years, I'd walk down the halls and no one knew my name. And I, and, and I said, and they said, in 20 days, everyone in this broker's name. And I think that's important. Yeah. I think it's more important now than ever for the broker to know who you are, to have the broker, you know, be part of it. The neat thing, you're probably one of the exceptions I would use this conversation, but traditionally you haven't, worn, you haven't met Warren Buffett, but you've met Gino and oh, some yeah. of the, and Alan and all that, which is very much the character of the brokerage. I don't see many people meet Mr. Remax or Mr. Colwell banker, you know, I don't see them meet any of them. No, I got to say, Berkshire, it's, it's, I'm thinking like how, what we're doing at the Sure Group in, in the parallels, Sure Group, we, that was Sakedi Undum Real Estate. We took our names off of it a long time ago. Not that that's right or wrong, but we wanted people to have their own brand to be part of the Sure Group. And now when Berkshire Hathaway came in and, and kind of acquired us from Remax and all that, I said, look, we have Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. That's a brand that's pretty powerful. Fifth most trusted brand on planet earth. No gotta, question. Got to use it. Right. Um, and then we have Home Sale, which is our broker. It's almost like you're Long and Foster. Long and right. Foster is much bigger. Um, home Sale is a good brand, and they have all this stuff, but they let us customize whatever we want. So when they came in, I did, without even knowing, I kind of took the Craig approach says, well, here's what I want, and here's what I don't want. That's it. So let me play in this zone, and we've been able to customize only the things we want. And talking to people like you and other huge producers, I've been able to put my pieces on the table and say, I believe where the business is going, this is what I need to grow. And we're talking upstairs and I say, Craig, with what I have now, Craig, if I can't grow, shame on me because they've rolled out the red carpet. That's right. And I'm, I'm proud of them doing that. And I always say this, if I can get you what you want. Right. Do you care how you get there? Right. I, right. I say that all the time. It's our business is about getting people what they want. Exactly. And as the team leader, brokerage styles, can we give the agents what they want? I think we can. Right. Can we give the consumer what they want more importantly? And absolutely we well, can. Well, certainly because you're diversifying in your markets, you're stretching your people. So imagine now you have 25, you're a we of 25. Right. I always say a team, good team leaders should use the we effect. We as a brokerage, because we are an independent broker that way, we have a we effect. We, last year, over 900,000, we sold 287 homes. We. That's the we of everyone in our brokerage can utilize that. Yeah. Well, last year, what? You guys sold over, what, 4,000 homes? 4,000 total homes, but this was over $900,000. So when people are talking about over a million dollars or selling in that way. You sold 287 over 900K. Over 900K, yes. That's a nice stat. Yeah. So, So again, 
you know, it's just like anything else. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I always use this story. I had an agent come from Remax, like just because you brought it up yeah. with Remax that uh, been there 17 years. And she goes, and, and I use the Dorothy thing. All I want to do is sell a million dollar home. All I want to do is do a million dollar home. I even wore red bottoms for that conversation. Got the red right? bottoms on right? people. So, so anyway, so it's funny. And she, and she, goes, she gets, comes to our brokerage. And I get her into who's who of real estate and all the connection I've got in the luxury world realm, all of this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden she gets, a, she gets an email. I want to sell my house. This is somebody's just reached out to her direct. She goes, Oh shit. What do I do now? <laughs> I said, listen, we got this. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to walk you through it. It was a Raven player mm-hmm. right there. I'll never forget it on open run. It was great. Raven player. I, I loved because I'm a Raven guy anyway. Right. That was fun for me. Like, I think appointments should be fun. Yeah. I think podcasts should be fun. I think videos should be fun. I think everything should be fun and why do it, right? right. So we had fun with this, this guy, big guy, like 6'8", 300 pounds, and I was just having fun with him, right? And, right. and seeing all his accolades and all this. Anyway, so long story, we get it listed, 1.6 million, 6%. We sell it in less than a week. She was very happy. And again, well, I say that because it just shows you by putting yourself in opportunity way. We don't put ourselves in opportunity way that much. And that's the problem. Find the opportunity. So then you have this brokerage, wildly successful, Northrop Realty, a Long and Foster company. That's correct. Sure, that's that's named legally, properly, customized broker. Now it's it's Northrop Realty now. Uh, by itself, but we are, we are partners with Long and Foster. So now it's just Northrop Realty, that is not a Long and Foster company. We are still partners with them, but we are now just Northrop. Okay, so explain this to me because the the um, maybe a lot of the agent population or anyone watching the show might not understand Home Services of America. This is this is a little bit kind of in the weeds. Home Services of America is a subsidiary of Berkshire Hathaway. Not home services, just Berkshire Hathaway. Look, they own Geico, they own Duracell Battery, they own Fruit of the Loom, Dairy Queen, uh, just uh, Hellsberg Diamonds, 36,000 miles of railways. They own everything. It's Warren Buffett, okay? He's a lot bigger than real estate. But he's got a company called Home Services of America. Little known fact, they've been buying brokerages since the 80s, starting with the Dyna Realty back way back when. I'm, my family's from uh, Minneapolis area. Fun story about Warren Buffett, real quick. quick. Yeah, yeah. Sellers ask me this, they go, should I sell in the winter? And I said, Warren Buffett, richest man in America, will say, when, you, when people are buying, I sell. When people are selling, I buy. You do the opposite. I've used his philosophy for most of my career. I'm a big Warren Buffett fan. Yeah, me too. You know, it's funny. While we were at Remax, I went to Omaha, and I went to the Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholders meeting. I wasn't even part of it. Did you meet meeting. him? Didn't meet him. Well, I see him on stage. I mean, like, oh, okay. it was a packed Century Lake Center. Come on, man. I thought you'd get up there and say hello. Well, I would have if I had the chance. People always ask me, Andrew. Have you talked to Warren Buffett? I know. I say, yeah, he calls me once in a while when he needs advice. <laughs> yeah, when he needs your advice. When he needs my advice. I need, your advice. I need to know what's going on in the city. How are you going to fix the city? That's what I want to know. I got to fix this we, city. We have some ideas. You know, we try, I try to get involved with some of the uh, political mayor, mayoral campaigns, but it never seems to go my way. So I'm out of politics now. Don't ask. Okay? I'm, I'm, not right. Don't ask, yeah. I'm not writing checks anymore. What a stupid idea. That's now, <laughs> um, but so Home Services of America, they buy all these brokerages that are wholly owned by Warren and the boys up top. Right. And then there was huge news. I'm not sure what year, maybe 2016, 17, 18 in there. It was a, yeah, it was a, uh, when they bought Law and Foster. Yes. I mean, yeah, it was a, right around that time we became a brokerage. It was almost almost instantaneous, kind of crazy. So it was crazy. So now I'm affiliated with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. That's our brand. And Craig 
is again we're kind of like kissing cousins here because you're right. still partners with home service of america we so are in some wild t- way it's kind of crazy we're connected so. on the family and tree. i did i said welcome to the family when you came over i thought that was great i like that i love acknowledging that there are many great agents that have come under the berkshire window right david Orso, another gentleman that's uh just doing a great job and oh, he's the, he's fantastic yeah, in, in the annapolis market so but you're not so you're your own thing customized specialty brokerage number one in the nation in that category you're just north of realty but you are partners with home services of america which i think i haven't heard you talk about that much but people don't understand the power there because this company two trillion dollar company sitting on hundreds of billions in cash if they want something they'll just buy it that's right if they see craig and say let's invest more in northrop realty which who knows like what i've learned in this business expect the unexpected things change warren calls you pick up the phone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's what I always liked. Is that Merle Lynch? When Merle Lynch speaks, you listen, or whatever that you know. I, I love that old quote back then. Well, you're. Um, it, it's so inspiring to see someone who was a single agent, great buyers agents, created an incredible team and kind of broke the mold so much so the Maryland Real Estate Commission's like, what's going on? And you kind of were like the first one who's like, you were a you were a teamerage. You were a bro. The Craig Northrup team was a brokerage. Right. But then they just said, hey, why don't you just call yourself a brokerage? Because, and then that's going on. So how is that the last three years as a, you're not a team leader anymore. I, I see the way you operate. It doesn't seem like much change. High energy, your passion, you're training people. Still training them, still running it internally. Feel like a team, inclusive, and we've got core principles. So interesting, when we went to Ritz-Carlton, right? When we went to Ritz-Carlton uh, the first time. I, I always love the Ritz. Why? Why? Because it's my pleasure attitude. They don't, they don't tell you where the bathroom is. They walk you there. It's that principle of making you really feel valuable, right? Respected, right. I guess is the word. So they, they actually came up with, the, the, uh, they, one day I, I got out early. I'm, I'm a big early guy, right? You're in the morning, you're only day, right? Um, and so I'm watching them. They all line up. They're all outside. They all line up and they all, the time. They, all the staff, probably around, 6 a.m., maybe just around sunset then, right? Right. And they all standing outside, and they got one of these cards. And it's these cards, and, and it's basically their creed. And it's interesting. They go, and I'll just read their motto. It says, we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And I'm like, wow. And every one of them had to read this thing. I'm like, oh, my God, how incredible. I had to go get it. I literally said, well, we don't give these out, sir. But I'm like, well, please. I Can need I take to a picture of it? Yeah, you're welcome to. I, I really love this. This is like one of the things. So... What we did is create our own. So it is just so cool, right? It is so cool. Right? And we wanted, when we first went to our first trip, we wanted every one of our agents and our administration to feel the way that we want our clients to feel, right? Because I believe it's called muscle memory or it's called the feeling once you get it. So we created our own. So one of the things I was challenged with way back was... uh, one of my great friends, um, Mike Clevenger, said, you need a mission statement. As sure. a team, you need a mission. Yeah, you have a have mission one. statement? Absolutely. Good job. So we created years ago, and our mission is to be the leader in real estate marketplace with the highest degree of professionalism to meet and exceed the needs of our clientele. Bam. Right? So that's our mission, and there it is right in the front. Then our core values. As a broker, we needed values. We needed to say, what are we going to uphold to not only ourselves, our leadership, but our, our administration and our incredible agents and team leaders and team in general, our value is authentic. You will come in our brokerage is very authentic. Everything we've been talking about is very authentic. Yeah. I've always quoted, if I don't know it, I, I, I'll give you a range of it, I always say. Inclusive. you got to feel inclusive. The, the challenge that box brokers have, to be honest, is making feel, people feel part of something, right? That's really the tough thing. They, I call it good luck. Hey, join my brokerage. 
good luck, right? <laughs> uh, passionate. You got to have passion. And I give you total You're credit. a little bit. A little bit. I am. I, that, that's one I'm going to work on more. Collaborative. <laughs> Should be a way to collaborate because we built this great network in Delaware now because three places every one of my buyers moved to. Delaware for taxes, Carolina for price, Florida for weather. We're in all three places, right? Because why not refer to your own, knowing what's going to get and all of that. Once we open up Delaware, we have five offices in Delaware. We get about 300 referrals going back and forth from the bridges. It's phenomenal, right? So that's a collaboration. Impactful, obviously, to make a difference to people's lives. And then vision again, you know, our vision statement. So I just I just put this here and it just it says to lead and inspire each other to achieve our full potential through the power of unparalleled relationships and innovative collaboration. I keep it in my wallet. All our agents keep it in our wallet. You won't find a business with a great leader that doesn't have these things, a, a true mission, vision, and core values, and who actually believe it, and who mm -hmm. actually live it. It's easy to say it, yes. but you really live it. 100%. Now, before I wanna get into you personally and how you just maintain this level of, of passion and enthusiasm and just go, 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 because you could have rode off into the sunset a long time ago. Um, but obviously you don't want to, nor should no, you. No, I love it. This is a lifestyle for me. And when you make something a lifestyle and you just love it, I have fun, man. I stopped working for money years ago. I, I just enjoy what I do. I love my clients. Many of my clients have become my best friends. And I say that. I've been very blessed that way. And I've met some incredible people on the ride. And again, I'm just getting warmed up. And I say that very clear because guess what? I can still out-energy, outrun, and outwork uh, many others. I, I'm not doubting you. Now... Where are you in Florida? Just curious. So uh, in West Palm Beach. Uh, Palm. Yeah, do you West have a place Palm. down there? Uh, we do not, but uh, we got, so Brian Saver, mm -hmm. uh, who's one of our agents, one of our, he was our top volume agent this year, came from that West Palm area. And uh, so we opened a brokerage down there with him down in that North way. North of Realty. North of Realty. So that was That's actually cool. the first North of Realty because we didn't have North of Realty up here. We were just creating North of Team. So we actually tested it there and then brought it up so it's kind of interesting so you've been said that's some a high price point down there very high price point yes i mean what you learn and this is why again that's more of a satellite thing right unless you're really boots on the ground and really own your markets and really can really be around know the markets and have people that live and know and eat and drink sleep there you're not going to be as successful so i am not sitting here saying our florida market is strong right now it's we're going to get it there right but we don't have it there yet delaware crushing it because it's right there you know two or three hours away from our markets all the places in maryland we're crushing it you know and and you know and then of course allows us to pennsylvania which is just over the line stay right where you are you know just i have no desire nothing personal to sell california i don't want you good luck i'll be happy i have great referral agents i'll refer you out there they're better than i am why do i want to go in that market we want to be just dominant on the mid-atlantic right where we can drive to and get to and service to yeah, I love that. That's people always ask, "Hey, Andrew, when are you going to expand, expand, expand?" It's like I, I get hit with that question a lot, and I'm thinking, "Why would I ever?" My nucleus is Baltimore City, as you know. Like, we're, definitely, we're big in Canton, Federal Hill, right. Fells Point, all those great areas, Locust Point. And what we've realized is, and we're, we're trying to get a bigger presence in Harford County. I'm born and raised here, went to Falston. I, yeah, I was like, what are you doing here? I mean, that's kind of crazy. It's good. It's yeah. nice. I mean, I, yeah. So I grew up here. I got my in-laws here. My family's still here. Two sets of grandparents. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it great, is a lifestyle. Play golf at Maryland Golf and Country Club. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Interesting story real quick. Christy Daldry, 
uh, that works for us, yeah. uh, said, I want to go down to the beach for a couple months, but how do I still sell Hartford County right. from the beach? And I said, well, interesting. Why, why don't you try this? So she went down and she got a listing in, in Ocean City. Right. And all of a sudden she had a packed open house. She got five listings from Harford County from Ocean City. Where so do you think the buyers are coming that's from? That's what I mean. That's where you have to backtrack a little bit. Because you know where a lot of the buyers come from in the surrounding counties in the Baltimore metro, whether it's Harford, Baltimore, Carroll, Howard, Anne Arundel, that, that core metro market, a lot of the buyers come from the city. I know. So we get them. We're fishing upstream, I think. Um, and we have a lot of work to do. And, you know, I'm 35. Hopefully I, we can interview again. And, yeah. So Sirhan, how old are you guys are about like, to say? He's 30. 38. I, speaking of Sirhan, since we look alike, I hear it <laughs> probably legitimately three times a week. I would say every day, but right. it's, it's kind of relentless. I met him. I just went up to New York City. We had a great time. What a cool guy. Down Very to cool earth guy. guy. Um, just totally respectable. It is respectable. He that does, guy works does like you. Like this guy's got a lifestyle. Like he yes. works hard and he's deserved every piece of credit he's gotten. No question. He does. He does what it takes. He's got a incredible mindset which makes all things happen yeah like everyone's like well he had a tv show well he's kind of famous there's a lot of people who have had tv shows and who had fame and a lot of social media following who didn't spin it into selling billions of dollars of real estate because this stuff is hard work and i don't think it gets any easier the bigger you get it's bigger problems when you're talking about real estate first of all it's the largest purchase of my life it's there's a lot of uh, you know motion to it you're a therapist you're you know it could be divorce counselors you're you're you know all kind marriage counselors you're all kinds of of people that you need to be. And that's why I have a psychology background because to be honest, I have to put myself in other people's shoes. The best agents in this business have empathy. Empathy is a big word uh, out there. I believe in the sales side of things um, just because you got to realize what people are going through. You never understand that struggles that they're doing or going through and you got to help them with their biggest purchase in their life. Yeah, you know, I, I was just speaking to our brokerage here in, in Gettysburg and Lancaster and Baltimore just two days ago. And one of the, my messages was, you know, you get paid to adapt to the client. Right. However adapt many different people that you can make comfortable see the world through their eyes. Right. It's, it's a very similar to what you're talking about because it's easy to get along with people who are just like you, go, go, go. Right. But can you get along with everybody? Right. Because you want to serve the masses. You have to treat people the way they want to be treated. Exactly. Um, and it's just, that's like the golden rule, of course. So what is a word for you or your team this year? Do you guys pick a word? You know, we haven't picked a word. I've seen that a lot. I know you guys do that every year. We do it every year. We're very passionate about it. I mean, our team, our team, see, sometimes I slip, right? Our goal of the brokerage is, uh, our word of the brokerage is push appearance. Now I did that. Hey, that's in, not a word. It is a word. Push appearance. You know why it is in that word? I it saw is. your video on it, but yeah, tell Thank us. Thank you. I, I did. I actually put it in the, what do you call that, the library there that they have. I actually did. 2008, when we were going through the recession and all that, couldn't control anything but our minds. You have to push through it. Right. It's that push appearance because perseverance is fine, but you got to have an extra push. That's the theory. And then my personal word is streamline. I want to start streamlining things. I need to kind of put things in simplicity, you know, kind of things like that. Like we use a CRM called Salesforce. Sure. I want to make Salesforce simple. I want to make simplicity of a process simple. I want the seller process to be simple for them. I don't want them to have to do anything. I want them to feel like when they pick up the phone, they know it's sold and they can just, they can bank on it. I love that word streamline. That's been like, if I were to pick a word, that's probably been my motto over the last five years, which right. is... Look, hey, when you're riding on this airline, you're riding first class. There you go. That's and, it. and you got to streamline that. So it's funny. We haven't picked a word. I know that's a big um, organizational right. a tool to use when you're growing a team. There's a book called One Word. I highly recommend it. Yeah. So if I'm going to pick one live on the air with you, Craig, you know what our word's going to be? You know what our word's going to be? Let's go. Let's say here it is. It's 
It's January 19th. Here's little the late, word. Little 20th, actually. But It's the 20th. It's the 20th. Here's the word. You know what it is? It's anti-fragile. Anti-fragile. Now, have you read that book? I have not. It's a book by uh, an author named Nassim Tlaib. He wrote The Black Swan. Speaking uh, to Black Swan, yeah, yeah. Now, what that word means is anti-fragile is not just the opposite of fragile. Fragile means it breaks easily, right? Right. The opposite of fragile would mean, um, what's the word? The opposite of fragile means it's, it just doesn't break. It's very, it's, it, you can persevere strength, in anything. Right, strength it's, and honor. Anti-fragile means the more stress you put on it, the stronger it gets. I like that. So it's a word, he, the author made up the word, but anti-fragile, it's a, kind of a famous book, a great concept. Um, That's the name of the book? The name of the book, okay. and it's the harder the more stress you put something under, the stronger it gets. And that's what we want to be. So, hey, the more the more the market gets a little wonky and the interest rates right. get wonky and who knows what Wall Street's doing and whatever legislation comes next, that's going to make us better. Not worse, not not the same, not the same, but better. Because we at the Sure Group, at Berkshire Hathaway, we're anti-fragile. Right. So we don't want to stay the same. When everything gets worse, we get better. That's right. That's the word of the year, January 20th, 2023, inspired by... Craig Northrup, anti-fragile. There you go. And what I was like your it. word again? Perseverance. Perseverance and anti-fragile. I don't think you can be anti-fragile unless you have perseverance. And, you know, maybe we can riff on that more. Right. Now, before I can't, I know you're a busy man, but I have to ask you some more personal questions. Certainly. You said you're a morning guy. I want to know what the day in the life of Craig's like. Like, what is your routines? What has served you? Like, if you were coaching me, say, Andrew, that's great. You did 200 million. If you want to get to... 500 million, here's what you're going to have to do. I can tell you where it all starts. It's a place that no one watches or looks at unless you know, you you hear it. But if you get up two hours earlier, you get 30 days of your life back every year. You want 30 days back? You know what you can do with 30 days? A lot, right? 30 days for any salesperson, any person can do that. So my first answer is whatever that time is, try to get up two hours earlier. What time do you get up? 447. Oh my God. Right? And Four, so, why 447? Seven's my lucky number. I have seven cents in my pocket every day. I believe in that. My birthday's 71787. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. 717. So mine's October 17th. So 101767. Ha! See, we're, I got more sevens than you. Let's keep going. I know, right? I'm all about the sevens, right? And so, on the other side of my pot, on the other side, is I carry my turp coin, right? I'm all about the turps. I, it was my first commercial. Uh, you know, branding with the Terps and uh, it's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. It's, it's just big for cool. a ball mark. Do you play golf? They, uh, yes, I, not enough. I play more tennis and golf, but ideally, uh, I, I just that relationship has been going so much that a lot of times, you know, again, people will talk to me about the games and things like that, and right. and it's just it's just a connector. Like sure. in life, you got to find connectors, right? We're we're all connected by what they call six six degrees of separation or six degrees by Kevin Bacon way back when, because <laughs> Kevin Bacon was in an every darn movie back right. in the days, right? But that's really the theory. So anyway, long and short, it is is I get up in the morning, I call it the twenty 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 principle. Okay. 20 minutes of exercise. You got to sweat first, right? You know, really, that's the kind of key. Uh, you know, 20 minutes of that, 20 minutes of sort of meditation, goal-oriented, things like that. What's my day look like? Like, know your day before you start your day. You either, I always say, walk the dog or chase the dog, right? At the end of the day, either chasing your day or you're going to own it in the morning. Like, I feel phenomenal today, right? It's like, it's just good stuff. I know what my day like. I have it all planned out. I know where I am. I knew I'd be here today. I knew I got here early, things like that. Right. And then the next 20 minutes is read something in your trade. Right now, uh, and again, it doesn't always have to be on your trade. I always say you can, there's something in your mentality. Uh, and that was um, um, never finished. So I want, um, David Goggins, uh, phenomenal book. One of my best podcasts I've ever heard. 
He's just finished the second book. And man, you think he did great on the first. And let me tell you, one of the highlights, I don't want to spoil the book for anybody, but you know, we all so much worry about what other people think. Right. And I think the ones that can, and you know, a lot of the ones that are successful don't. But what he does is he says, hey, he took a tape uh, recorder and he taped everything everybody said bad about him. And every day he wakes up, that's the first thing he wakes up to. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong, world. And I love it. And that was very powerful from that book. So read a book. Things like that. Obviously, get up. Put your best suits on every day. Feel really good about yourself. Get out. I like to get to the office before anyone else. I get more work done before the 9 o'clock bell than I do all day. You turn the locks. You're the first one there? I'm always there. First. Absolutely very passionate. I used to duke it out between me and my chief brand officer. You know, it was always kind of fun, right? right. Which I love that he got there early a lot too. He's the one that created the commercials of kids. Have you ever seen the kids oh, one? Yeah. One yeah. week, one week, right? Um, and so, um, so yes, yeah, so it was always one of the two of us would always get in first, right? And so I'm there. I got peace. Man, I got peace. Because as people come in at nine o'clock, it is like the stock market. From nine o'clock to five o'clock, boosh. I'm gone, right? right? That's why I don't even mind driving to different places in the morning because I can listen to my book. I can kind of, you know, reg- figure out my day, things like that. Hey, that's so, why you said, how early can you do that? That's the right. Podcast? I did ask I'm you. Thinking. I'm like yeah. waiting for like a, hey, I get up at six, come anytime. He says 8.30. I'm like, oh, dude, let's try six. Like, can we do nine? I know, right? I'm I mean, like, I know it's on. an hour and a half for you. It's like 10 minutes for me. How about, how about 8.30? I know. I'm like, <laughs> seriously, like, you know, it's kind of funny, but all good. Get up there again. Own the day. Own the morning. There's a book called Miracle Morning. Oh yeah. Uh, Hal Elrod did a, a speech for us. Not a speech, but a little part to Northrop uh, Realty about two years ago. Because our word, well, actually, it was last year. The kickoff of last year's word was thrive. Yeah. And he did a great, great thing about getting up in the morning, the motivation, and and just I'm, I'm a how I'm a how fan, right? And, oh, yeah, me too. And so so I believe in that. He says get up one hour early. I doubled it and said two hours, but. Um, you know, that, that book was one of the ones that really kicked me off. And I found that you really don't need coffee. You don't need, God, I went in this one is time. water, Craig. Yeah, right. Good luck. Um, <laughs> if it's the skies, same on you, right? But, you know, what's interesting is I found um, one day I wanted to get this drink called Whoop Ass just because it was going to be like the motivation, right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to motivate my team by buying them. We call it Eat, Drink, and Sleep Real Estate. Like one month, it's about eating, like grabbing, you know, joining a gold cake and eating it together. And then it's uh, sleeping. You get some blankets or something like you're a little comfortable now. Like, what are you going to get out of your comfort zone? Right. Then it was, you know, then it was drinking. We get, when I tried to find this drink called whoop ass, true story. <laughs> so I did find it. And, um, I've never drinking a power drink. I've never drinking coffee ever in my life. I only drink water. See, I believe the body will only will adapt to what you're talking about adaption will adapt to what you give it. So it only knows water. The only time I drink any kind of soda would be on a movie uh, there, you know, traditionally. Is that why your skin's so good? How old are you? Craig? Uh, 55. Hey, look. Thank and you, you. Ki- and you just kick a lot of, you'd whoop a lot of ass in tennis. I know yes, that. I've seen you on the videos. The serve's powerful. All right, keep Thank going. You. I appreciate that. There, by the way, there's a new uh, thing out. Nick Curious just did a uh, Netflix. You're going to start seeing a lot more Netflix come out. Yeah. It's called Breakpoint. I do recommend it, by the way. It just came out two days ago. Really about the mindset and the mental state you got to be as a tennis player. Wow. I'm 22 years old in front of thousands of people. Crazy stuff. Right. Anyway, so, so, so again, you must drink seven glasses of water every day. By the way, you should eat black, uh, blackberries. 
blueberries every morning called brain berries, right? They, they stimulate the brain, right? <laughs> My son always jokes when I say that, so I had to put it in there. Um, you know, but I say that because um, water really is, dehydration is the reason we're sick. It's the reason you get pain. It's all the reasons. Greg, I didn't know you were a doctor too. I'm not, but I got to feel good. Because yeah, hey. when I come into the house, I got to feel good. I got to keep that energy up. You know, you get these people and they go, you know, I, I go to, obviously I've done lots of listing appointments, right? I'll go, to these, I'll go to these sellers and they'll go, is there something wrong with my house? And I'll say, no, can you tell me more. And they start crying. I said, well, why are you crying? <laughs> I just got here. Like, what did I do? Right. They go, no, I had five other agents in. They said, my house is terrible. And I'll, you know, I, I couldn't sell it. You got to do all this stuff and all this. Is it really that bad? And I said, no, I'm sorry for other agents' actions. I'm sorry that people have to put other people's houses down. I'm sorry for that. And that's just not who I am. So what I try to do is just make the best version of me when I go into a home, right? Awesome. And that's, that's, really, awesome. that's really the key there. And let me tell you this, you should lose better than you win. I say that, I was sitting with a greatest couple, and I'll never forget this, changed my life 10 years ago. I'm sitting with a couple, there, you know, I have the wife and the husband there, they're you know, in their 80s and stuff, just the greatest people ever. And, and they get a call while I'm sitting there getting the listing sign, and it's from another agent. And they go, sorry, we're going with Craig Northrup. I'm sitting right there, guys. I mean, come on, seriously. Like, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, they start ranting and raving and yelling. I can't believe he did it. And just terrible language. Terrible. Started making the guy cry. I'm sitting right there. I'm like, you know what? I will never, ever do that. Guys, please, when and if something doesn't go your way, just please uh, learn from it. You don't lose, you learn, and you'll be a better for it. I don't get why people do that because it only hurts them. Well, Pete, the only reason people take shots at you guys, and especially the big dominators, I never have. I would defend anyone who's doing the business that you're doing. They should be respected, and they should be people that, if you're lucky enough to spend some time with them, they'll be able to teach you things. Like I've learned so much already in this. I don't know how long we've been going. In an hour, I'm like, wow, this guy lives on purpose. He is on fire. He has got his word. He's always pushing people forward. And that just inspires me to be a better leader. I'm young on, on my journey. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with where you are right I'm now. I'm just trying to figure it out like everybody else. But you got to recognize that. Well, your word, you, so your, first of all, the way you look at things, I would say change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change is already ahead of your generation. So I give you credit with that. I've always worked well, admired what you're doing. You're doing it at the ages that I was doing it at. Right. And I, I love that. And I love to inspire and help anybody. I'm always out there. Yeah, and the, people just want to throw throw stones at the people because it's like a form of insecurity or something where they're like, oh, Craig North of this, or even like Lacido or Sirhan, or it doesn't matter who it is. The top guys are the top guys because they happen to be better at their job than you. I, I'll just say it, and that's my opinion personal opinion. You, that's somebody you want to be like, not someone you want to tear down. You're either tearing people down or trying to build your own thing. And you're only tearing people down that are above you. Let's put it that way, right? And you're yeah. always chasing the six months ago uh, person, not the person they are today, right? People want to knock you off the hill, but they don't want to do the work to stay there, right? It's, it's all that part of it. It, it. it is. And the people that get that and get on it with them and learn from them and really kind of, I've always asked every successful person I've ever met in my career, what has made you successful? What, what has made you successful? Tell me now. Well, geez, you know, I've, I've always been a student. I, I've, I follow that. I'm a lifelong learner. learner. I like that. It's and... great words. Life, take that down. Lifetime learner, never think you're too good for anything. And, and the other big piece of that for me is I know I can learn something from everybody, not just the Craig Northrop's of the world, even the new agent on our team who's 
maybe struggling to get their, their feet wet, they can teach me things in other areas that I have no idea because everybody's got a gift. This kind of sounds hokey, but I just believe it. Everybody's got something that if, you're, if you show an interest in them and treat them like a human being, they're going to give you their gifts too. And that's what makes everyone better. I always say, you know, one of the cool things on our team, we're always working together to say, hey, I, I got this issue and we have this great group text and we're getting all kinds of different perspective. And then as a team, we solve this problem. And that's why we're able to- Teamwork know, makes a dream work. I love that. Now, one of the things I say as a veteran, you're handicapped. Why? Because you think you know better, right? right? And I, I say the rookie, he sells his first house. He's had his best year ever, right? <laughs> so I call a seasoned rookie. Why can't we be a seasoned rookie where we, every call, so I use this example. I like, I like pie, right? So pie, right? And, and there's a lady named Mary's pie. And I, I always joke, but I love that pie. And so I love it so much that every leads like a pie to me. Everything, I treat it every day like I enjoy it. And I think as a rookie, it's all new. Like you make expired calls. You make canceled calls. You call for sale by owners because it's fun and new to you. The veteran goes, oh, they're not going to call. You know, they're not going to listen. They're not going to pick up. Oh, you know, oh, wait, I left a message. Oh, I did my job. You know, that's the problem with veterans. And I'm always trying to, to your point, find the rookies because the rookies make you better, period. Totally agree. Well, you know what Drake would say, the hip hop artist, I'm a rookie and a vet. Oh, there you go. And that's, that's the I line. I like that. that. That's a good one. And, and if you're a lifelong learner, you kind of solve that problem by knowing, hey, what got me here won't get me there. What do I have to learn? How do I keep you know, moving forward powerfully? And that's just the way you have to be. A lot of veterans have some bad habits, which is we, we love taking new people, right. but there's a blend. You want a little bit of everything. But if you know, one of our core values is constant, never ending improvement. I like that. So yes. It doesn't matter where you are in your career. That's as true for me as anyone else. You feel the same way. I'm not done. If you judge me now, Craig, you'll have judged me prematurely. Mm. Well, I'm also judging you based on now and not for then. And so it's interesting. When we were a team, to your point, we never took new agents, actually, because we didn't have the training mechanism. And I didn't think it was fair. If you don't have the training mechanisms to take new agents, don't do it. If you don't have a mentor program in place, don't do it. You know, now we built Elevate and all that. And obviously, we thrive on our rookie agents because ultimately now we have all these great Barbara Maloney, the top Maryland teacher, we've hired her as our manager. Like we've got it going on, but as a team, I didn't, I didn't have the time nor energy at the time. So I acknowledge that you like that right. or have the mechanism to do it because it's a whole new place because you got to teach them the contracts and laws and all that stuff. And so shame on a lot of these brokerages if you're not catering to them if you hire them. That's all. You know, one of my big pieces on that is uh, at Berkshire Hathaway. Um, home sale, they have this beautiful program called Accelerate. And it teaches you how to be a real estate agent. They have Accelerate. Yes, it's Long and Foster, actually. So wherever they got it from. Long and Foster, credit to that. Credit. See, I didn't even know where it came from. All I know is it's there. I'm glad you like it. Well, it just teaches you how to be a real estate agent. Yes. But my beef is, because I was kind of born into the sales world. I came out with Ryan Holmes, ton of training. They kind of send you yeah, there they definitely to Virginia. Training, yes. They lock you in a room for like three weeks at a time and they make sure, and by the way, you're wearing a shirt and tie every day at that I, company. I know you are. God bless. Good friend of mine, Tom Busher. Oh yeah. helped run uh, Ryan Holmes. Oh, he was the top, top, top right. when I was there. That yes. was your guy. Um, so I had all that training, but also during my days off, I was off Tuesdays and Wednesdays, work every, That's right, every, every weekend, weekend at the model home. I was working for a sales consulting firm on the side that my good friend was. And they were doing B2B sales, how to sell 10,000 copiers to the Pentagon, this you know, $400 million deal, more of a complex sale. We're blessed where our sale is relatively straightforward. Now, there's still a lot of dynamics, but people want to move, and we can facilitate that. But I'm learning this B2B stuff, and the magic happened for me, Craig, is I learned all this amazing sales techniques. I'm a professional open householder, new home right. sales rep, never once missed my quotas, the number two salesperson in the company. I'm 22. Good job. Making six figures. Might as well be a million when you're... 
Uh, that know, AHS certainly. You're buying right. beer and like it's right. amazing. <laughs> right. But then I got to practice all this stuff every day for three years. And going back to the training, a lot of people can teach you how to be a real estate agent because there's contracts and this and that, and there's you know some litigious aspects to it where you have to be relatively polished because it's a big deal. It's a contract. First thing on the Maryland Association of Realtors contract. This is a legally and binding contract. If you do not understand, seek competent advice. It's the first thing it says. So you have to know that stuff. But not a lot of people in our industry have been trained at the professional level on how to be a salesperson. And it's almost like if all the engineers were never taught math. Correct. It right. doesn't make sense. No wonder so many agents fail. No wonder people get into the business. And it goes back to your point of these brokerages, shame on them. You don't bring someone into your organization unless you can give them the tools to be successful because it's not fair to them. And it's also an unbelievable waste of your time. I'm pushing really hard. I have been pushing very hard for Maryland to mandate. You must do three transactions with a mentor before you're really on your own. And I believe every broker should mandate that. I know we do as a company. Uh, because I think you're putting out liability to the largest purchase period to people that don't know. Now, it looks sexy. It looks like, you know, these agents do well, but it is a, the most most legal business you can get into and the biggest entity of someone's life. You're dealing with their biggest investment. You need to have the experience levels, period. You know, you came up the other day. I was interviewing Joan Doctor. Oh, yeah. Fox and Roach. Yeah. Um, I'm coming up his way. He knows that. So yeah. So she she's awesome. Just a sweetheart of a, of a woman and a powerful business person as well. And we're talking about the MLS. Uh, and I don't want to take you too far down this, but I was asking her a lot of questions that only brokers have a seat at the table for these MLSs. And I think you're on it. Right. And I said, thank God, someone who actually knows. Um, and I'm sure everyone on the board's good. I don't know who's on the board, so this is not defaming anyone, but I'm like, I, it makes me feel good. I can go to sleep better at night knowing that people like you are looking out for our interests and how this thing works. Because I think with the bright MLS being how big it is and how powerful it is, I think it's the second biggest in the country. There's fun things and cool things we can do to make it easier for us to serve our clients at a high level. And that Age, right there is Agent's perspective idea. is probably the most important thing, period, right? And so I always say I'm a player's coach. I'll never stop selling. I don't like the people or the mojo oh i'll sell for a little bit and then i'll get out like i disagree with that model i totally disagree with it even at whatever age you choose to want to continue stay part of it why the players coach that knows the game that's in the, the field fighting with this the men is much more successful than from afar you know you got these people that say i'm coached from kentucky how does kentucky know what maryland's doing right i don't right. get it right i mean it's the whole conversation about the fact that there's nothing sexy about not selling real estate if that's your career make it be it live it and then share it and then teach it. That's really the theories of what I call a very successful career and whatever you do and whatever your passions are. But in real estate, as a team leader, I believe it's your responsibility to always be able to still say, hey, I understand what you're going through because I just went through it or I've been through it. There isn't a story, a transaction or objection I haven't had in my career that I can't help you do because I continue to live it. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I, that's one of the deals on our team. Say, if you ever have a listing appointment, which we don't like the word listings. because I, it's called, a, I call it listening appointments, yes. Yeah, listening appointment. That's, hey, I like that. Because listing is such an archaic word. It is archaic. It has no representational value. That's At least correct. the buyer's agency has representational value. What's a listing? Don't you think you do more than just list a home, Craig? 100%. We know you do. Yes. So we call them customized home marketing proposals. I like that. That's so cool. We're going on a marketing Because what percent of the consumers do you think want to say, hey, can you come over and give me a listing presentation? Or do you think they want a marketing proposal for their home? <laughs> That's right. Like um, but I say, look, I'll always go with you. If you're not, because we want our that sign in this yard. a good team leader. Stay with that. Always do that. I think it's so important to be there for your agents 
period. It's not about you anymore as you become a team leader. It's about them and, and, and how you can help and make them better, which is the same philosophy we have about our program. Well, look, they want to make money. We want our sign in the yard. We're a team. Are we a team or not? That's, That's right. what teams do. You got to decide yeah. and never compete with your own team. That's always the tough parts. Yeah. Well, yes, we're all in it together. So, um, Craig, in closing, I've, I've learned so much today. We could talk just for our personalities. <laughs> we go. could go probably until 4 p.m. No question. But that would ruin your day. Yes, it but, would mess up my mojo. <laughs> mojo, we talked about that mojo. You know, we talked about that. I, I drank that uh, one drink one time. And I went, to, we had a Mitchell and Best meeting. I'll never forget because we we're talking about new homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all the, all the reps and, and, and he's a big Maryland guy or whatever. I was bouncing off the walls, man. I was like so crazy. Like all my team at the time said, you will never have an energy drink again. And I got to be honest, if you go to any stores, 50% of the stuff is energy drink anymore. I mean, when you need to buy energy, it's not wholesome, real energy. And the reason I can be energetic from literally from 5 a.m. in the morning to, to nine o'clock or 10 o'clock at night is because a, I don't let other people take my energy from me, right? You, you know, you don't get so detached to the problem. It becomes your problem. That's what I always say. I always say that's, that's, you got to protect that, protect that energy, make it happen and be there for the client. Man, you, you fired me up so much that I can't wait to go, go to work now. That's right. I'm ready to now. There you go. And I just got to tell you, you're an inspirational leader and Thank it's you. no wonder why so many people are so loyal to you. When you, you. When you move and, and you shake things up, 0% of your people leave you because they believe and they trust in you and you're giving them a damn good reason to. Thank you. Because you're a man of integrity. You do what you say you're going to do. And with me along the lines, I've reached out to you. I've called you. We see each other at these I, things. And you've always just been awesome to me. Remember I jumped in. I, I, I'll never forget that. That was always amazing. You jumped in. And I think you were what? That was almost 10 years ago now. No, well, God, I've only been in the business for 10 years. Has it really? All right. That's probably five years ago. Funny story. I'm going to find the picture when I post this. I know. This is fun. You should. Yes. I said, we were at the Maryland Association yes. of Realtors Conference. <laughs> I was having a good time. I know Craig likes to have fun. If I thought he'd hate it, I wouldn't have done this. Right. I have respect for the man. And I said, I'm going to take pictures with all the legends, who I think are legends. And there's probably a handful. Um, but I said, where's Craig Northrup? I said, when I find Craig Northrup, I'm going to jump in his arms and make him carry me around like a baby. <laughs> and the people thought I was crazy. And I see him, I say, hey, Craig. And I jumped. I know he just jumped. I just caught him, right? He just catches me. And it was a great photo op. And that'll go down. And that was fun. I'll have that framed up. So, Craig, right. thanks for inspiring me. Thanks for inspiring your team. And I just can't. Thanks for taking care of yourself because we need you around. I'm not going anywhere. Hey, we need you fighting for us on the, on the Board it. of Realtors with the Maryland Real Estate Commission with all those great things because you are an asset to the industry, to this area, to Thank this you. town. And, and thanks for hanging out with me. I'm eager to learn more. Thanks for the invite. It was really fun. What a great place. Hartford County. Love the area. And certainly, again, keep up what you're doing, man. I'd love to admire and see the future of our generations, and you're doing a great job. Craig, you're the man. We'll do it again soon. You got it. Thank you. Thank you.